Okay, a good Erev Shabbos, Parshas Kiseitze. And uh, the Pasuk says that, I'll read you the Pasuk. Kigiyah Riv bin Anoshim. If there's a fight between two people, Venigshu al Amishpat, which fought him to come in front of the judgment, and they will be judged. Vitzigwis at Tzadik, Rashiwis at Rasha. They'll make the Tzadik a Tzadik, and the Rasha a Rasha, they'll judge him. So the Norm Elimelech says something uh, says something really interesting. Uh, Norm Elimelech says that sometimes there are fights that are external between two people. And he says sometimes there's an internal fight. Um, he says, is that there are different parts within a person. Uh, very, very, very interesting then in psychology. Uh, that's that's brought up a lot of the different different parts of the self, and he says that sometimes uh, there there's there's sort of conflict between one side, one voice inside telling you to do something, and another voice telling you to do something else, and he says that it's not clear and it creates a lot of angst, it creates a lot of confusion, and he says that that what a person has to do. Is he says the the, the shofate is the tzaddik. He says you need to go in front of a tzaddik. You need to go in front of a mentor. You need to go in front of somebody who could see you clearly and could help you sort it out and could help you see that these two conflicting voices, um, although. At the time, it just seems like, in your own mind, it seems like it's just a riv bein anoshim. It's, you know, this one has this perspective, this one has this perspective. Um, it's not clear who's who's more correct, who's more uh, who's more right, who am I? Uh, but but the shofet, the tzaddik, the person who knows you and cares about you, he could look into you and he could see, he could he could help you sort of elevate the tzaddik inside you, bring that out as the as the true essence of who you are. And he could demote the Russia, the Russia inside you. <clears throat> Again, who at the time that it's in your head, it seems like, oh, there's two sides. This is maybe this is the more idealistic side. This is the more this side. Mm-hmm. The the, the is the one that could really really help you with such a thing. And he says that's wh- that, that, that's why everybody needs somebody who they could they could go to to speak with, to help elevate and 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 help help uh, sort of be mavarer clarify who the real person inside is. And then he says, uh, when, when at the end of the Pasuk later, it's, it talks about the, the Russia, our boyam yakenu, hit it 40 times. Uh, and that's what we give, 39 lashes. And the normally Melech, he says something very interesting. He says that, uh, what is this idea of 40 over here? He says that generally you... Uh, the the Mishnayis and, and Trumas, I believe. The Mishnayis talks about when you're taking off Truma. So the the regular way is to take off one fiftieth. Someone's really because because Minatora you could take off however much you want for Truma. He says if somebody's a very um, stingy person, they could just take one sixtieth. Again, one fiftieth is standard. One sixtieth is stingy. One fortieth is the person who is very generous, who's a tzaddik. And he says our boy is that. When a person is in this war of trying to figure out who he is, he has to be extremely generous. He has to be extremely 
uh, the, the tzaddik part of him has to really stand out and show the other side of him, look, this is who I really am, and he should be uh, taking off 140th. Uh, 140th doesn't mean just with Truman. In, in all the areas of his life, he should go the extra mile to, to show himself after the tzaddik has made it clear to him who he is, to show himself that that's the case. And I was thinking that, uh, you know, we, we say such a bracha, that we ask that Mashiach should come and we should have the shoftim like things used to be. And on one level, of course, it means people who could judge us, but according to Noam Eli Melech, there's something a little bit deeper over here. Hashiva Shoftinu Kvarishona is that we should be able to find people who could help us clarify who we are in our essence. The people, the shoftim, the people we could go to, that when we have a war internally and we can't figure out who, who am I, that we could go to such a person and we should be able to, to have this clarity that, that you know, the ikr of who I am is, is the tzaddik, is the person who's generous, magnanimous, and always wanting to give and always wanting to do mitzvahs, always want to do the right thing. And we need shoftim to, to bring that out of us. So uh, we shall be zoche. Saw a uh, beautiful story from Pesach Kron on his book on El and, and the Amin Rhyme. talks about uh, two two families uh, there's a there is a hall in Eretz Israel it's called the Wolf Hall and there's an upstairs uh, which is a nicer hall and there's a downstairs which is not as nice and this one family uh, called and they got the the upstairs hall and they're very excited and a day later or so somebody else called uh, it was there going to be their chasana and the you know the the people at the Wolf Hall said sorry, uh, you could have the downstairs one, but that's all we have left. And okay, so the person said, well maybe we could call. We have a lot of people. Maybe we could call uh, the people using the upstairs hall and see if they're willing to switch. So uh, they called, and the people from the upstairs hall, uh, the kala, uh, one kala got in touch with another kala, and the kala said, yeah, uh, you know we're we're very excited to have this hall, and you know I'm sorry. So they're fine. They resign themselves that they're going to be on the bottom hall. Fine. Now, the kala from the upstairs hall, it was a parsha. Uh, it was a parsha where she's learning about uh, Rachel and Leah. And it hits her one day, soon before her chasana. It hits her. She says, you know, the story of Rachel Leah. Like, look what... Look what Rachel did for her sister Leah. Like unbelievable. She's willing to to give it all up, give up her husband. <clears throat> and it really made an impression on this on this Kala. And she decided after after Shabbos, she said, you know what? I have my chasin, I have everything I want. What's the big deal? And unbelievable. She calls up the uh she calls up this girl again. She says, You know, I was thinking about it. We don't have so many people, it's okay. You could have the upstairs hall. And she gives it away. Um, unbelievable act of generosity. The end of the story is that somebody, as this happens sometimes there at Israel, somebody uh, called up the wolf hall. He said, I'm making a chasana and I'm, I'm, I'm a man of means and I want to pay for another chasana. So uh, it's this and this night. It was the night of the wedding of these two girls. And he said, oh, wow. He says, I want to pay for the chasana. He says, I know that the upstairs hall is nicer, the downstairs hall is not as nice. He says, probably the person downstairs hall could use it a little bit more. So uh, I'm going to pay for that chasana. That's, that's what happened. This girl gave up uh, the upstairs, and, and then she ended up downstairs, and her wedding was, was paid for. 
So it's an incredible Maisa Vashkacha Pratis. I think even more incredible is, um, you know, I think we, we get inspired all the time, but for this girl to hear the story of Rachel Leah, like we've all heard so many times, but to actually say, you know, I'm going to change something, I'm going to do something different because I'm, I'm moved and inspired by that uh, is just an incredible, incredible uh, story. Okay, <clears throat> so it says in the, in the parasha, the parasha says that a man cannot wear woman's clothing, woman cannot wear man's clothing. So the following Shiloh came up. Uh, the Shiloh was as follows. Somebody was, uh, this, this woman, her, her ring broke, and the husband was going to bring it to the, uh, <clears throat> to, to get fixed at the store. And he, he's, he's very nervous. Like, you know, a guy doesn't know how to handle a ring. And uh, yeah, should I put it in my pocket? Should I put it in, a, in this or that? And someone has a brilliant idea. Just put it on, you know, I don't know how it was broken. It wasn't like fully broken. But he says, just put it on your, uh, just, just put it on your finger. That's, that's the safest place for a ring. So the person wasn't sure. Uh, are you allowed, is a man allowed to wear his wife's ring? Okay. Nowadays, maybe there are some rings that are specifically made for men. That's a different shayla, a different story. But here, it's clearly a woman's ring. And <clears throat> can he wear such a ring? So, the Chuvas Torah uh, Lishma, which is the, um, I remember, it's the Ben Ishchai, one of the, the Sephardim. He says, it's in Mephurashah Gemara, in Shabbos, Tavsamach Beis. The Gemara says, that if a man walks out with a ring, uh, it could be considered hotza, because, right, on Shabbos, because the derech is to sometimes wear it if you're taking the ring to be fixed. So the Gemara is basically saying very clearly that men sometimes wear rings when they're when, when it's going out to be fixed. So, and therefore, it's going to be derech hotza that is a, that is a normal way of carrying for this for this man. Um, so the question is, why does it, in the Gemara, why is that not an issue of lo yilbash, right? That, that a man should not be wearing woman's clothing. So there's a Bach, and the Bach says that the Isser of lo yilbash is only uh, clothing that are made to look good. Shasuyim lenoi. If it's really, if it's made to look good, that's where we have such a rule. But otherwise, uh, th- th- there's no such iser. Otherwise, there's no such iser. So, um, and he adds, even if it's something that's supposed to look good, it's lanai, it's only if that's your current kavana. That's what you're trying to do to make it look good. But if, for example, you're trying to uh, guard yourself from heat, let's say there would be a, a, a big, large women's hat or something and you put it on your head, because it's just too hot. Or the opposite, if it's very cold. So for example, um, you know, sometimes you see someone's at a, at a simcha and a man might take off his jacket and give it to his wife. It's clearly a men's jacket and she's clearly wearing it because she's just cold. It's not stylish at all. Um, that would be allowed. That's, that's, what the, uh, that's what the box says. He brought another, another case that came up. Somebody, somebody was going out and it was pouring rain. And this guy looks around. He doesn't have any other raincoats but a red 
raincoat. Clearly his wife's raincoat. He wanted to know, could he go to he go to shul in a red raincoat? So same answer is given. Same answer is given. Api the Bach is that very clearly uh, he's not trying to be stylish. He's not doing it for that reason. And he's doing it because that's all he has. And in such a case, there's no issue of uh, lo yilbash. So that's that. Have a wonderful Shabbos.